foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Janie, I'm going to start us off today in Matthew 13. Verse 24 says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. And then down in verse 30, the Lord says, Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Now, Janie, if I'm understanding this example, Jesus is saying that pretenders will be rooted in the church along with believers. They'll be there serving and worshiping and maybe even teaching. So am I understanding that correct? Well, that's kind of the understanding that I have here. You know, you can have someone come into your church that is really searching and perplexed and their heart knows it has a need and they've come to see if they can get that need filled. But a tear, Mm -hmm. their heart is evil. They are in there for the purpose to deceive and destroy. And only God knows the difference between that one that is really genuinely seeking versus a tear that is a plant from the enemy to destroy. Okay. And they can give you some very good um, camouflages. But you know what? A tear is usually going to be uh, have a, uh, an attitude of arrogance. Well, the Lord says in Matthew seven eighteen, A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And that's good to go back and reference on on, uh, John 15, I think it is, verse 5, because he says, you'll know them by their fruits. Now, to know them by their fruits means that we have to have some discernment. But let's just say we recognize somebody probably is speaking with um, great enthusiasm that doesn't have any substance, Mm -hmm. Uh, that they may be full of interesting facts, but none of them point them to the person of Jesus Christ. There's little subtle signs that says the heart's not right with a tear. Okay. And then sometimes they can give you good teaching, but then they have the plus. Don't we have things like the prime plus? And, you know, you get the best, but now if you pay so much more, you can get a prime plus or what have you. Well, the same way goes with doctrine. Our security of who we are in the body of Christ and believers 
is on Jesus Christ and his finished work at the cross alone. Mm -hmm. But now we can say, oh, yes, Jesus died and he took care of all of this. And you need to now verify yourself through baptism or you need to verify yourself through keeping a certain standard of rules and laws Mm -hmm. or you need to have certain amount of works. And that has to happen before you can verify that you truly are a Christian. Okay. But the Lord says that our Christianity, our salvation is a gift, and it is not based on works, but it's based on the finished work of Christ, not our works. Okay. And so that's another clue that we can say if somebody's really promoting the plus. Well, Paul talked about that to the Galatians in Galatians 1-7. He says, there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And that's the plus plus that you're talking about. That's right. I would say if they were promoting the plus program, it would be the plus program that says, die to self. (laughs) Okay. Now that you have life, lay down your life for others. Mm -hmm. Take up your cross as Jesus Christ took up his cross. Right, okay. Okay. But now we need to recognize that sometimes we look to get suspicious about somebody. And we can maybe decide, oh, we're going to make a decision on who they are or what they are. And we start judging the person. But in Ephesians 6, 12, it tells us that there are spirits that are the real enemy that has held this tear in bondage. Mm-hmm. And also the same enemy that wants to deceive us from recognizing. Well, the enemy's been deceiving us since Adam and Eve. And Paul talked about that too in Second Corinthians eleven three. He says, But I fear least somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So he's had plenty of practice figuring out what works on us, and we just have to be aware of his tactics. And it's very easy when you're, say, on a mission to guard your gates for suspicion to come in because you are assuming a certain action or attitude, and you don't always know what's causing that attitude sometimes I see attitudes and I'm going are you sure you're in the kingdom (laughs) are you sure that spirit of criticism and uh, negativism is a is a part of who you really are and then I find out that they may be in so much pain Mm. mentally emotionally physically and they're questioning and it is robbing them of their sanity and their joy and (laughs) their peace peace. and their tranquility and doubt has creeped in Mm -hmm. and if we decide that oh well they're not one of us or boy we need to strip them down to see yeah remove them from the church that's right then we get a superiority complex ourselves yes exactly or avoid them now see Mm. that is what i really sometimes struggle with so i have learned a very painful lesson that when I go to church for the purpose of worship, worship is the priority, not a fellowship fun night, mm-hmm. not a bonding a, with the saints. That's right. Okay. Then at that point in time, 
I need to make sure that I do separate myself from the flesh because you can't worship with somebody's flesh, including your own, if you are stuffing things that you know you shouldn't be, but you're choosing to, and you've got resentment, unforgiveness, then if that's the case, you should probably just um, come apart so that you can truly worship. Or if you have someone else that you know that is like-minded that you can fellowship with but we need to be careful how we separate so when we go to church with the purpose of worship alone then you avoid the flesh okay you avoid the flesh and if you're thinking somebody is that way and you don't know for sure then just remain waiting on the spirit because you cannot worship in the flesh yours or anybody else's okay now if i go for a food and in a fellowship night then we are to also then show kindness to all. We are to be representatives of Jesus Christ with our heart attitude and and set a testimony. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn how to accept the different roles that we play when we're in the family. So what we have a tendency to do is if we're around a tear, we begin to act like the tear. If we're not walking in the spirit, is that what you're telling me? So if we're not preparing our hearts to be in the spirit in every situation, even at the fellowship time, then when we encounter the tear, we tend to take on their attitude. They rub off on us. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because they are contaminated. They can give you contaminated and stop and think about one particular incident from Proverbs. Don't associate with an angry man lest you learn his ways uh-huh. and become like him. Right. So true. So, but, but you have to not look like you're better than thou with a spirit mm-hmm. of arrogance. Right. So you always need to say, Lord, keep me humble. Keep me representing you the way you want me to represent you mm-hmm. uh, so okay. that we don't get mixed up. And if, and if someone is really questioning... Just go over to Galatians 5 and look at the works of the flesh. Oh, yeah. And that's a, there's a lot of them. I mean, it's broad. Yes. There's a lot of stuff there. And here's what sobers you. Murder and gossip are in the same sentence. Boy. I, yeah. So you can. If you got a problem with gossip, you better check out Galatians 5. I, right. Right. So Sharon, we can just do a little bit of recap on some of the signs we need to look for. Is the person producing fruit that multiplies? Okay. Okay? Uh, Do they have a moral superiority in their knowledge? Are they arrogant? Are they legalist? Uh, Do they claim to be sinless? Uh, Are they controlling and accusatory? Or do they wear self-imposed labels Mm. where they tell you how great they are and how many degrees they have Mm -hmm. and why they're Mm -hmm. qualified to talk to you from a heart that's not pure? Mm -hmm. But one of those by themselves doesn't indicate necessarily that they are a tear. It could be that they're a believer just struggling with sin to some degree. Right. So... It's not our job to try to save the tear or to confront the struggling believer, but to continue to walk in the spirit, to be the warriors and gladiators, so to speak, in our prayer time for the Lord to give us discernment. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.